literally the founder, uh, Xerox NFT, we have him today. So that's yeah, sure. <laughs> super cool. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll just um, uh, give a brief intro. So I, I've, I've known the guy for, for probably over a year now, and we've always been sharing alpha. And then, like, recently there's this Xerox consoles um, sort of gamified. Um, people are speculating on the NFT drop and what's to, to come. And we're, we've seen, like, a lot of um, similar gamified, like, farming opportunities games some are longer term some like even build metaverses around it so um i guess that would be one like major topic for today and and uh yeah um drugs nft like what do you want us to call you like just xerox nft uh, and maybe give an intro by yourself <laughs> i think zero x works fine okay yeah cool 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 yeah so, so yeah Tell us about I've been in the space for a little, for a while now. Just been trading since I was around 14, and you know the 2017-2018 cycle was pretty crazy for me. And uh-huh. this cycle was went really well, but I think I just kind of got bored of extracting value, and I came to a point where trying to add value became more fulfilling. So started this project and yeah now we're here awesome yeah i mean yeah speaking from experience like some of the alpha already that you shared with me for like i, I remember when i first got into nfts that you were already like minting all the our blocks drops and i was like well, what, what is this i have no idea what you're talking about uh it was great yeah just knew that was the right guy to uh should we to, uh should we this whole call in like morse code just like tap in our speakers <laughs> everyone just tap yes yeah like oh, it's gonna be a pain in the ass for kadeem to take the notes down afterwards dude i was fucking going to, through uh, like hours of morse code footage I, I was trying to code his like last announcement like last week and I was driving, which is not good. Don't do that. But I almost crashed because I was fucking trying to trying to oh. translate on the Morse Morse code thing. So wait, isn't there like a Google that. thing? You can just copy and paste. Yeah. Oh, well, there's like a phone, Google dude. thing. Oh, okay. Phone. So it's nice to see that once you join the exclusive club by connecting the collab land, that you don't have to do that shit anymore. Letters. <laughs> but it's a cool concept. Alex, can I ask you real quick? Are you yeah. also the mastermind behind the art? I am not. No. Okay. Cool. So the yeah, well, art, you have cool art uh, as well. The art was a collaboration between me and a couple of my friends, and you know we were trying to make it nostalgic and also keep quality. So. Yeah, yeah I great. can. I I recognize some of the. There are from like uh, certain styles of collectors I've uh, I've collected before. Yeah, it's so definitely yeah. It's like it speaks from quality. Uh, cool. Um, Luke, do we have like much uh kind of an agenda? Maybe we can just list out and then before we get into the gamified uh drops. Yeah, I kind of like uh model today's talk around that a little bit, but mm-hmm. um. 
Oh yeah, what did I do with these? I I did have them somewhere. <laughs> um. Okay, so we have like gaming. We have like GameFi, uh, which I wanted to touch on last week, which we didn't get to. Um, the open world economies. Same thing with that. Uh, guilds. Uh, Dennis, you said something about puzzles. Um, and then moving on, we have like NFTs. Uh, we saw some like rebasing NFTs um, like last week, I think, with like the bong bears. And um, yeah, I've kind of seen some interesting stuff come out of there, but I don't think anything's really caught on other than like the, the bong bears since then. Um, other than that, like I don't really have too many more uh, like narratives right now anyways okay, the narrative like... I'm seeing, a lot of people are uh, gamifying their whitelists which listen i'm getting a little tired of simping for whitelists okay how about we tone it down <laughs> concave spent two weeks trying to get roles and they keep adding roles they're like <laughs> it's cool and all and i'm very bullish when when these projects do like super sophisticated integrated you know some type of, I don't know, like I forgot what I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember what the name of that website Mining. was. Yeah, <laughs> Mining. Yeah. Like, well, you, you just have to do all these little mini games, and you know, here I am coming back from nine to five and clocking in to play three hours and solving clues just to get whitelist. So it's like, but I will say, despite my complaints, those are the ones that do the best: is high effort whitelist, etc. Because just like Temple, for example. When you invest that much time just to get into whitelists, you're less likely to, I mean, they're probably going to dump anyways, but you're less likely to dump and just move on. You're kind of in the project. You're, you're really invested, you know? So, like, I, I, I think that has become the meta where, you know, gamifying the whitelist. For example, Concave, yesterday, they released their little game that I had to, you know, solve, and... It was, it was cool, you know, you, you go through the metaverse and find clues and then those clues you put together and you, you know, you end up getting a link and then you put your address and name in. So like, I, if you were to ask me what the narrative is, I would say, although we're at the, the butt end of Ohm Forks, you know, not, I'm not saying it's dead yet, but it's pretty much dead towards the end. Gamified Ohm Forks are doing, are doing well still. Um, so that, that's my take. Absolutely. I think initially I was sort of scared about the Morse code. I thought people would be put off, but it's honestly built such a dedicated community. When people go in and translate every single sentence, it might be a little bit annoying, but it just shows their conviction and dedication. 100%. I think, I think it was really cool because I remember when I first joined, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, did I join a cult? And then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But then, like, you're right. You don't know what anyone's saying. And you're just sitting there, you know, on a Friday night, not going out, but just translating fucking dots and lines. But it's kind of cool because it's like bonding. You know, you could say something really outrageous and you'll know if someone read it because they'll react to it. So, I don't know. Just just doing weird shit works, you know? Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just like maybe not, not to beat on that horse, but it is, it is like definitely like it gets 
really really cool community and it's it's hectic but it's at the same time it's like meme marketing and like viral marketing is hectic meant to be hectic so works i also saw this really unique thing that happened today with magnet dow and uh i don't know i kind of liked it i i think this could become the new standard but what they did was so they had i think it's like 3000 whitelisters and only 1500 participated which is you know you you'd expect half and the way they did it was minute 0 to minute 15 you were able to contribute $500 if the max if the cap, hard cap has not been reached then minute 15 to minute 30 it doubles your allocation so you can do another 500 if the hard cap is not reached by then, then minute 30 to minute 45, it's doubled. So you can do a thousand. So like, I thought that was kind of cool because it adds pressure and it kind of gives people, you know, a 15 minute window. Um, so like, I don't know if it's been done before, but I think Magnet Dow did a pretty good job with that. They sold out after minute like 27 or actually no, like minute 32. And then they raised 1.6 million, so mm. it was really successful. Yeah, I've seen like pretty pretty tight bunny curves on NFT sales recently. It's um, kind of I don't remember if it's minute by minute, but the merge sale by Pop is something similar. I think the the mass went up in price like pretty gradually but like consistently over like two days i think um you're an lbp slut though <laughs> I, I like it when I the price goes shit. back down god i hate that it's like you, uh, you are such a slut for lbps you don't even need to know you just what gotta it know how to just... play them oh no 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 it's it's only gaming game like metaverse projects uh, it's like it only it's like certain way it makes sense you play a lot of it um but yeah luke maybe like let's let's do more um i guess actual alpha league <laughs> just like yeah no, i, I, I think uh i think uh, we were we yeah i think we also posted uh sort of posted on the consoles discord so probably a lot of people are tuning in for kind of specific alpha on like consoles and and kind of uh what's coming up and and like, I think we all know what everyone's here for. Um, and like similar projects, maybe uh, how do you see them? And like, where do you see the real office? And how do we, how do you know? Um, I don't know if that's that was like some I part of the agenda. At the, but... at the moment, there's not many similar projects out there, and some people have been speculating that it's sort of a own fork, but. That's it's not. <laughs> I'll just say that. Oh, dude, uh, interesting. I think uh, I know, dude. I I went on a rant about this. Is it a? Well, that it, honorary that you posted for DCS it had three three in it, so you're you're kind of edging us. Yeah, bro, quit edging us. <laughs> right, I just I want I want to release it already. Stop edging me. Um, no, so like, um. So, like, the little alpha that we know so far is that we have to stake our consoles. The reveal is yet to be announced, or there's the reveal is like in nine days, right? right. Um, the reveal's on the 15th. 
the 15th sick um we're going to have to stake our token and then i mean our nfts and then we get a token per day on top of that um i've kind of been speculating since it's like game of games uh and then like it's consoles that we're going to be getting like a some sort of like game on top of it or like something to do with the token has something to do with games in the longer run but honestly i'm just speculating and that's all we have at this point so if you want to spill the alpha that's that's great (laughs) i don't want to give away too much but um, essentially it is sort of like a curation platform for p2e games um sort of helping people get exposure to these games i felt like a lot of these p2e games have been very complicated with their game theory and a lot of even mainstream crypto traders are put off and not able to participate so this is going to be trying to help bring that to everybody okay i think that's pretty cool Mm, that's that's a that's it could be a lot but like that's uh definitely a leak i would yeah. say yeah uh, same that's a lot to go off mm. of and then of course the nft token balance you know staking your nft is going to be necessary to become part of the ecosystem there's yeah oh okay Right. <laughs> like, we're like all just trying to think we're all like through. trying to think like okay okay do we want to, to spill right now don't want to pressure me. yeah um, i think um these gamify these gamify games that are popping up like they each have their own meta that sprouts out from it um we kind of have this uh this cycle this metaver uh play to earn cycle that we've been posting a little bit here and there on the m6 account Mm. um and it just essentially says that like after a while these farms like um like essentially what happens is like people uh, start like minting the nfts to chase the yield and then they um um it's essentially like the, there's just a cycle that comes with the these play to earn farms. I guess what I'm getting at, and um, at the end of the cycle, there needs to be like another a new catalyst to uh, stoke the ecosystem's like um, inflationary token. So like with Axie, uh, we see them um, like they'll they'll have like a having schedule every once in a while. So like their emissions um, per win will be halved. Or they'll like increase like the um, the breeding fees or something like that as like a new catalyst to to stoke the price. Um, do you see like uh, I obviously because I don't know exactly where your project is going. Do you have um, similar catalysts in mind to like stoke the price when these like uh, gamified farms are dying out? Or um, yeah, do you have any? Uh, thoughts around this on like how games could stoke up uh, stoke their economy I think there's a lot of variables at play there I feel like once X consoles is established the DAO can console and 
guide these projects into how they can have longevity with their tokenomics. So I think that would be one of the utilities that comes out of this. Okay, because go ahead, Bacon. <laughs> no, I, I think also like uh, it depends on the specific mechanism, right? If it's purely just farming the governance token, then yeah, of course, like it's you gotta base, you know, depend on marketing and you know new events and new developments. But it sounds like it, they're they're actually productive assets in the kind of the design. So that could be could be a little bit different if there's like inherent cash flow for staking and like buyback or whatever like uh, we've seen mm. like all the mechanisms possible so um yeah so it could be just like direct injection i'm not sure but i think on a macro scale p2e games have sort of this ability to transcend crypto because they're much more accepted by the mainstream and it attracts people but a lot of them become very complicated, especially with Axie. It's just very complicated getting everything set up and then, you know, introducing people to it. So making that more user-friendly, I think that that'll be one of the goals. Oh, this gives me like a little bit of vibe of like MCC, like the multi-chain capital kind of little micro trend of like yeah. multi-chain farming distributed to one chain for the token holders the stakers um but yeah if we can do that like for play to earn that'd be, that'd be cool actually right yeah yeah because i think uh axie does like 300 percent apy right now um it, it's kind of like a it, it's like a skull like as a manager um, I, the prices have dipped a bit, so I think I might be off, but, um, with like a 50% cut managers are doing like 300% APY on Axie. So I think a lot of these like APYs are definitely slept on, uh, in terms of like the crypto community going, cause like I see a bunch of people jumping in on DFK with, um, and Dennis would know a little bit more about this. It's with a 33% of it's unlocked, right, Dennis? So you get. Yeah, uh, like three hundred percent APY, which is essentially the same as like Axie right now. Mm, no, like APR actually, because that you can compound. Oh, okay. The thirty percent you can compound. The seventy percent is locked only as APR. So the okay. APY might be is much higher. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a portion of it's locked though, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I, I do agree that there's a lot of these farms that are kind of just uh, out of people's reach right now. And there's just a lot of opportunities still in these ecosystems. Even when it comes to like breeding these axes, um, we see like if you're breeding in meta axes, like your axes can still reach uh, over four figures each. So even when that like axes now are like $150 or like $200 a pop, um, like there's still a lot of these really strong APRs and like really strong returns if you know what you're doing. So, um, yeah, very bullish in uh, just the little details that we have so far, I guess. Yeah, I I, I see it as like a little bit more. Um, obviously, you have uh, like stuff like Wolf Game and Sheep Game. 
etc it's just a glorify farm right but instead of yeah. lp position you have this like uh wolf you know sheep position and it's different mechanisms uh with the game so that it's like um an interesting way to disassemble people from selling so the the taper off for the price might like get delayed but eventually people catch up to it right and they optimize and the yield is diluted away but i think it speaks for like actually farming games that are if you can really take this longer term like the token emission when you have actual you know phases in your roadmap um it actually could work like i think defa kingdoms is doing that for the epics and it's um think of it like the halvings right in in like your wolf sheep game whatever um or slp but you know if you plan it well with your releases and you're actually building a game it could be a pretty decent like um tokenomics design to to release the uh, incentives while having like still a lot locked so people get high yield but they need to wait and then by the time it gets unlocked they might need to hold anyways so it's it's like kind of what i'm hoping uh this turns out to be that kind of trend the discord wants some more information here um yeah like definitely so, spill us somewhere off of like what do you right. what, what do you see what do you want to talk about the game <laughs> token is gonna be a governance token that governs sort of the treasury and our treasury is going to be built up of 50 percent of the secondary sales and then any project that gets incubated and curated by the ex consoles dow will also be funneling some of those funds back into the treasury and that treasury will then function as sort of this decentralized venture investing area yeah into different p2e games etc that's cool what are the current secondary um sales that we've generated so far at the moment i think we're at about 70 at ETH. okay in total so half of that as of right now will go to um what like what you said right Uh, total volume traded is seven, uh, seven hundred twenty on OpenSea. Yeah, that's just the volume, but oh, oh. secondary taxes, which is ten percent of each sale. Yeah, so uh, okay. just about right. Yeah. Uh, I'm slow. Yeah. Maybe like we can talk about some some more like uh, related, you know topics and see if uh Durex wants to show any like alpha with us or more about consoles if you want like we're always open for that but <laughs> no pressure so the 15th yeah, the reveal right right and with the reveal we're going to be releasing the white paper and the staking platform so that's why and the information is a little bit restricted at the moment now you guys mentioned that there will be certain rare ones. Um, is there a certain benefit to um, having? I think it's called the Genesis um, console or something. I'm not sure. Is the there Genesis like a certain... consoles will be 
the original colorways of the consoles, you can say. And there's going to be multiple benefits to having the Genesis consoles can you that I one? cannot reveal. <laughs> okay. I tried. Um, <laughs> not yet. Okay, sweet. Um, so we already tapped on GameFi a little bit. Uh, Dennis, you've been pretty bullish on guilds this like last couple weeks, right? Uh, I don't think they're fundamentally that bullish. I think it's still a little ways off to for them to act as like super guilds and like investment vehicles overall. But the trend is there. Like people ape into them, and um, it helps. To, to like build that momentum if you have the right team and the kind of the right investors the the right launch um, yeah so that's kind of how I feel about them I, they're pretty all they're all pretty highly valued though like the valuation startup kind of crazy yeah I think it's getting a bit absurd myself mm-hmm. um, yeah what's merit circle at right now? Like uh, four hundred mil circulating, and then forty that we're adding now. What was that uh, one TikTok on Dennis, where you you raise money, but it's all to the same price? Oh, that's a that's a game. No, that's a, no don't oh, say that's a game. That. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to we keep it low? No, we we I mean it's all public. Like everyone knows oh, about but, that game, Dennis but made we're a not fucking... gonna. Dennis made a fucking TikTok on it. What do you think? <laughs> this is not fucking private like TV. <laughs> this is all public. Yeah. Dennis, did you really? Oh, man. Nice <laughs> to see you, though, It's Phil. okay. It's okay. Like, it's all retail. So I'm not, not big players. So Phil, okay. his TikTok has okay. like 100K views. It's public, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what? Yeah, just to piss off Phil, just to piss off Phil, everybody invest now. Get that price up. <laughs> yeah, pump it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Zerox, you got any like uh, new projects you're excited about, or like any anything, you know, trends that you've been like eyeing or projects and um, mm. metaverse gaming related or not, NFT related or not? I've just been heads down building this thing. Yeah, so. that's good. That's good yeah. to hear. That's, that's like actually <laughs> what everyone wants to hear. Yeah. I love your small but- talk, Dennis. No, I mean I've known the guy for a long, for a while. He's like, uh, I know he's he's tends to be shy, so I don't want to be feel, feeling like pressure or anything. <laughs> Got any cool uh, projects you're looking at that are revealing on the fifteenth that you want to share? Uh, yeah, <laughs> X consoles. Yeah. Dennis, did you see uh, World Wide Web three? They they're just building and building and building. I love it. Their their metaverse is. I, I like how they have like this working thing already before they even launch anything. So that was cool. Don't fud my bags. Need to <laughs> need to say all positive things. But no, it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. Like most of these metaverse games, they're like four billion valuation. They don't even have a game, or it looks like fucking mobile game that you download on the app store. Like I don't know. Worldwide Web really. I don't know. They just impressed me from day one, even before they had the land sale. But I, I don't know. I'm an OG RuneScape player, and the fact that they keep mentioning RuneScape just excites me. Um, and they mentioned that 
there will be what like they'll be able to sustain like 120,000 people at once um and they just keep building i mean they integrated ens they integrated and they constantly integrate more nft projects like wizards and dragons for example um so i know that they're going to have more land sales so that's kind of something i've been watching um i just i'm a fan of devs that continue building and continue impressing and not just all at once and then you don't hear from them that much Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I totally agree. Dude, if I'm like, spacing uh, out, this thing goes to hell. You want the, <laughs> Jesus, are you guys awake? Yeah, you want the dev to you building instead of like, oh, I was like, I built and then I speculate. Uh, do I build Do you guys know that, um, sorry, uh, Three Arrows bought almost $400 million worth of uh, ETH? Yeah, they bought 100K dump? worth of uh, uh, yeah, I saw like um, <laughs> them transfer from FTX, right? <laughs> yeah, that's you know. insane. Like twenty oh k. Some people were selling. <laughs> yeah. Like well, Dude, they... almost everyone was selling, and these yeah. guys were buying everyone's bags. Like they were also the number one uh, uh, trading leaderboard on FTX on the dump. So they definitely. Oh my god! Yeah, they. So they were just up. Scoop. They were the floor. Yeah, and they like uh, they literally just tweet and then make a lot of money. Yeah, they oh, tweet wow. about risk and exposure, <laughs> and then they just eat up your bags. Yep, that is crazy. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, big brains, man. <laughs> big brain move. Yeah, big brain capital move, man. <laughs> yeah, so many people were dumping like that day was crazy. Because I legit thought it would, it could be like a start of a bear market. In reality, it's just three arrows. Three arrows wanting more ETH. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like everyone was dumping, right? Yeah, and then like the week before that, they were saying how ETH was like dead. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was on the week, so the order book was a lot more thinner compared to like during the weekdays. Yeah. Uh, that is some sixth sense shit, man. I just found out. Man, yeah, we gotta do these plays. Speaking about big ETH, Nam really called that. Oh I yeah, him. I see him in here. I know he's. I yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's good. I see his yeah, beautiful he's, face. Dude, you yeah, he's the good. Terror team, but you can't remember his name, David. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I just, uh, I just read people's screen names. I don't know if like they're docs or not. I guess yeah, he is but, his, his profile picture is his picture of him. <laughs> but that's but, his real uh, name though, Namchi. Kimchi Alpha. Yeah. You guys want to get um, Defy Brian, Small Cap, Nam all in the speaker? I mean, you put them on the spot, so <laughs> yeah. Probably like it's, uh, it's just like a, for the rest of the session. Let's just shit talk. Uh, let's get him on the. Let's get him up in the spotlight. That's what we do. It's the big tactic. Yeah. Luke, are, Brian. You that, are you doing that challenge with uh, the trading Dude, wall? Right now? F- fucking forgot again. <laughs> I know you keep forgetting about it. Just look. If you're trying to do a flip challenge, but with trading, just trade the opposite of what KSI tweets. It, it works every time. Dude, I think he is like. I think it's like a meme 
like he's in like the the group chats and i think he does it like on purpose like, no it's a meme but like it's actually true at the same time like even when he tries to fake it it still happens um so like dennis you want to highlight like these puzzles and i think it was like what um viper was talking about at the beginning like it was like I'm a gamified even, viper puzzles. is probably the one to, to highlight that i've done like very bare minimum few yeah, dude, I've done zero puzzles. It all kind of it all started with tempo, right? And it just got insane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll make I'll make some good memes, but after that, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna simp like a Viper said. <laughs> Viper's actual real one doing all the puzzles. <laughs> I don't even know how I find the time to do that shit. I was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they but they dude, pay. You're off. driving. I know. <laughs> I'm always driving doing one because I'm like, like I'm... driving from work or something. But uh, each one that I've done has always paid out really well. So, I, like I said, when you kind of limit who can come and join the pre-sale or the whitelist, you know, people are really dedicated to getting it. One of them that I'm actually I, see at first I wasn't really bullish. Well, I just didn't care about it that much because it's on Boba. But CyberDAO, I don't know if you guys are looking at that. I wasn't going to ape. I wasn't going to simp for the rolls. But when I saw the whitelist game, it was really cool. Um, so I ended up doing it, <laughs> of course. But their puzzle was really interesting where you have to go on their website. You actually have to have coding knowledge, which thank you nerds out there for telling me what to do. But all you had to do was, well, not all you have to do, but you had to like open developers tools. Um, I'm not going to explain it, but you just had to like hack this Minesweeper game and then type in this Python code. And then you have to like spam this command uh, every 30 seconds for like hours until it happened. Like it was insane. But the amount of effort they put into that puzzle is what made it, you know, entertaining and made me more bullish so like you may not believe me you may not want to do it but in my opinion based on you know what i've seen so far every time i do these puzzles or complicated whitelists they always pay out well they pay out way better than first person who boosts this discord server so um i i highly suggest doing them um and yeah i mean it's just my experience Okay, crap, I have to figure out some puzzles then, I guess. Yeah, CyberDell was cool. And then yeah. I, the Redacted one was only for Certified Butterfly role, so I don't I don't know mm. if they... Yeah, it wasn't for everybody. Um, And then you were bullish on, like, the top down, the city spaces, or what, what is it called? Which one? Uh, The top down game that was, like, Rune. Top down? Uh, World Wide Web? Yeah, World Wide Web. Yeah, very bullish on that. Um, I was just mentioning because the developer is always adding something. Um, they have a fully working game. Um, you know, they just just keep building. And uh, I mean, they had a game, a fully working game from day one before they even mentioned selling anything. So, and a really cool team. I work with all, all these big projects. Um, I'm usually working with the teams, helping them with partnerships and stuff. And so, um, I usually like to assess the team that way. Um, and so all the projects that I've talked about so far, um, I 
you know, been in contact with them and they're really cool. Um, not to say, you know, do your own research. I'm not saying anyone's safe, but, um, yeah. So I, you know, I usually before I do all that whitelist puzzle shit, I first figure out if it's even worth it. Um, and if it's a genuine team who's actually here to build, um, then I'll hop in. So do you know like the roadmap of it? Um, cause I'm a bit naive around it. Um, is it just like a top down, um, you keep saying top down. What the hell is that? Yeah. I might have that term wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, is it kind of just like sand and like mana, but, um, like bird's eye view. It's hard to say, but so this is what they said. And I don't think it's over promising. I think it's definitely doable, but it's, I mean, if they if they execute this, it'd be huge, um, which is why I'm holding um, a bunch of plots of land. So they mentioned that, for example, so they're going to have different collections, but uh, right now they have the apartment collection. And so what, what's going to happen is <clears throat> you're going to have an apartment and you're going to be able to code your own. And they said coding without knowing how to code. So they're going to make it very simple. But um, you're going to be able to make your own quests, host social events. Um, they even said you'll be able to like, I don't know, like basically code on your plot of land, but not have to know how to code. Um, and then, you know, like, like I said, they integrated different NFTs, pets, etc. cetera. Um, I will, s- no, I shouldn't say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're reaching out. I, I'm helping them also with partnerships and, um, some of the, you know, big names. So, um, they're, they're definitely getting a lot of press. I mean, you saw Pranksy, of course, yeah. on that day that I was talking about it, Pranksy just randomly bought 95 pieces of land and the pieces of land just <clears throat> skyrocketed. Like it went from like one ETH to three ETH and it was just insane. Um, but yeah, that's one of the collections where even if people paper hand or whatever, this is the rare occasion where I would actually play the game. And by play, I mean, you know, have a social event or I could see it being very lucrative in the future for marketing and stuff like that uh, for different companies to sell to them. Um, so it's something where I would actually hold despite its value. Nice. Um, Frank is usually at like exit liquidity. He just, they, he, he, them, they like come in usually near top, buy a lot, and then price pump 20%, and then they sell. Usually well, the crazy well. thing is, I looked at his wallet. The man has 61,000 NFTs. How the fuck are you going to ever, like, you need, a, you need to hire a team to sell. They're the, the Walmart of NFTs. That's literally the brand, right? <laughs> Jeez. Well, I don't, I didn't know much about Pranksy, so. Yeah. Insane, sixty-one thousand. Like, I mean, I thought it was crazy that you own like fifty sheep. My God, Dennis. No, you I have like two hundred. Holy <laughs> fuck! Oh, you could barely fit them in a tweet. You had to write count. a thread. I, I had to minimize the thing. <laughs> oh. um, God damn, man. I, uh, Durox, you got you got more uh, stuff you wanted to share, like um, let's see, like. Uh, in terms of the technicals, but I just recently dropped out of university to do this full time. So that's been exciting. 
That's nice. Nice. He's full time, guys. Full time, literally. Just like right away. All in. Come on, this. <laughs> That's good. What inspired you to create a project this like this? Are you like a big gamer or Yeah, I was a big boomscape person. Hey, I knew we vibed. And they kinda of ruined it, I feel like. Now I feel like this is another opportunity where these games can actually benefit people's lives and entertain them at the same time. That's awesome. And so after the 15th, the reveal will happen. And then could you maybe leak, you know, what, what's next and what's the timeline? I know you said the white paper will come out then, but um, I know, are, you, are you looking at staking immediately or right this a uh, staking will be launching on the same day so nice so yeah. against the field dump and i believe it's public knowledge um it'll be one game token earned per day per nft staked right it's subject to change but that's what we're going for at the moment yeah and then will there be liquidity for those tokens that we're earning Right, we're going to be using a portion of the treasury to provide liquidity. And you said 50%, right? Mm. Or No, no, that was for the other thing. And then, beside, and you said it's just the governance token? Right. Okay. Yeah, because it was giving me kind of a Squid Dow vibe um, in the beginning, mm-hmm. but now I, now I understand more of the direction you're taking. Hmm. so is there going to be like a bonding <laughs> um it's not an own fork though is it um yeah, you don't want to give us too many details yeah. i know dude mm-hmm I'm just going to go sweep the floor and you guys can <laughs> cope later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, do we have more on the agenda? I see like David also came on the speakers. No, I had a lighter agenda this time. Um, and then my last one was like NFTs. Um, like we had the rebasing NFTs like bong bears. If you guys, uh, if anybody was in on that. Um, kind of something interested happening there, I thought. Uh, bong bears are 107 of them. And if you owned a bong bear and you were a token holder, you got like the next, um, rebase. And it was like all bong bears got, um, like joint bears or whatever. And then, um, and then joint bears and bong bears both got the next rebase. And then we see like these rebasing tokens, kind of like um, like the nesting dolls, like the Russian nesting dolls almost is like my analogy there. And uh, currently like bong bears sit on like a 23 ETH floor. Um, yeah, and their iterations afterwards are like 10 ETH and like 5 ETH after. Um, Luke. What was that? You're such a stoner. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> any, weed, any weed project, I'll buy it up, guys. 
Twenty eight. So, what was the minting price? Um, I this was something I found like after the fact, like on secondary market. So I didn't see the minting price. Uh, yeah, two rebases are complete. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting project. It's, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's pretty interesting. We're also seeing like the uh, NFT narrative, I think, come back a little bit more. Um, we see like Bored Apes are up. Um, I, I Yeah, I kind of like this new wave of like NFTs. Uh, it's, it feels a lot more like uh innovation driven like nfts with they're, they're trying to do, do with like DeFi things with them now and instead of like all just art hype and profile pictures and influencers right so glad that i read the profile picture nfts yeah yeah and um the funks are popped off too i saw dennis Oh, thanks. <laughs> Dennis was shitting on oh, those earlier. No. <laughs> what are they at now? What's the floor? I don't know. Like a, like a 4K or something. Uh, I, I went on on um, NFTX or 1.1 ETH right now. And I called them out at like 300. Like right after they got banned. Yeah, good times in the NFT market. And then Copium if you hold any uh, DeFi tokens. Yeah. Xerox, do, do you see any like um, new kind of developments in NFT you're excited about? Like, aside from just like cool art? Yeah, I think the NFT technology is very undertapped. Like, just uh, profile photo art was a very sort of disappointing use of them but i guess that's what got it started i feel like yeah. in the future we have a lot more practical benefits that people are gonna use nfts for i yeah i, I agree like this is gamifying par like it's not just like for the game sake of game like game skin on top of it it actually feels different like when you have these like emissions of tokens Coming from NFTs, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like oh, there's like a lockup just so that like price stays up and I get penalties. It doesn't look feels like a you know withdrawal tax with these, which is weird, right? It's sort of like a proof of work to get paid, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I feel that with like sheeps, like you have to click. A lot, and it's you don't mind. <laughs> uh, do we have uh, maybe wanna? What do you want to talk about? Like uh, overall market, or more about NFTs, alpha? Um... So there's this one project that I'm tracking. Um... I guess I mean they, they claim not to be a complete home fork, but it's called like Dome Finance. I'm not, um, you know, do your own research. I'm not. I haven't looked much into it, but they claim to bring insurance in the game of uh, home forks. So, kind of tracking to see what that's all about. Um, trying to think of what else I've been looking at. 
Um, hmm. I do have some pretty advanced stuff. Maybe we, we can talk about it maybe like next stream, I think. I don't think this is like live yet. Are you in public? Doing an airdrop. Which one? Uh, Tectonic. They're doing an airdrop yeah. for. This is on a Kronos. They're doing an airdrop for VVS holders. I think that's in January. Um, I have to. I haven't read it fully, but I'm not sure if if you had VVS or if you currently hold it. Um, so it's nice to see that they're finally launching. And then Chrome Finance still still waiting for them to launch. Um, yeah. What, what was the? At least tell us what the topic was that you wanted to cover for next uh you follow this project and i think i've yeah this is like um so you know how nfts like when like you have gamified and uh pseudo no okay pseudo was interesting yeah pseudo was interesting like started trending yesterday um open sea alternative like zero x mons the, the guy's a monster literally the super dev shadowy coder and like the platform is one to really get behind so that's that's cool um let me get this straight though dennis so yeah. is it i haven't been following up this but open is not gonna ico they're gonna ipo right i have no idea because I, I i don't know if anyone here knows but i'm hearing that they're not gonna launch a token instead they're gonna ipo initial public offering kind of like a stock um, and people are getting pissed, and then that's yeah, where a lot of understanding. People, yeah, okay. and then a lot of people are going. I mean, pseudo swap has been used well before this. I remember. Yeah, like I, I've used it. Yeah. Like yeah, just cool. P two P trade, it works well. Is it all chains or? Uh no, it, so far it's just ETH, but. Oh, okay. That's like this is not the product, right? They want to actually build like a full thing, and um, they're gonna have a raise, right? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's what he's uh, Owen said. It's like no raise. Just like, I, I read that there was gonna be a raise. It was like uh, that they're gonna have a token and they're gonna. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. I have to look into that. There's a token, right? Zerox, you. you yeah, the Xmon token I think is gonna be is gonna turn into the pseudo token. It's, yeah, that's what I read last yeah. night too. I'm yeah. not sure if it's like the entire supply or if it's like a like a small amount for the airdrop. Right. But hmm. yeah, has the OpenSea IPO is that confirmed? Or I heard that Brian Roberts proposed it. Has it been confirmed now? Not that I know of, but I'm sure they're going to do it. It's I, I'm so against OpenSea, especially after the fucking CEO was like flipping NFTs and <laughs> manipulate. Like I just can't. Plus, OpenSea is not even that great. But mm. I, I do. I really, no matter how much I love a project, I love competition. I think it's what you know makes the market thrive. So um, you know, especially this um, event going the IPO route. Um, I'm glad it's motivating other people to kind of take over. Yeah, like we, I think we even talked about way before when OpenSea came up with that scandal. We we were betting on like show you right for sushi that's not taking off, and um, 
Andre Cormier did a thing on Phantom. It's Rareable. Like, <laughs> Rareable. Sure. I mean, Rareable has the same problems as OpenSea, right? Oh, so yeah. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the IPO. Uh, just real about it. Um, this CEO says that he wants to to do IPO, but I guess it's still um, not like formally in the works yet. Um. And yeah, that's just kind of all that's really announced so far about it. Listen, we all know NFT tech is going to take over the space. Oh, <laughs> Fucking no. scammers, no. dude. Oh, my God. I hope. Oh, God. I just. I, I'm, our tokens are worth nothing. What a scam. What's your favorite 12 words? <laughs> uh, yeah, so speaking on that, I mean. Uh, any like kind of uh, other thoughts, Xerox, on on that, like marketplaces? Mm-hmm. Are you marketplaces? ONC, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it fans. sucks that OpenC has yeah. to be like that. They're good, but they're like the only, they're literally monopoly right now. So it's mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have any uh, OX? Uh, do you have any? Um, or are you targeting yeah. any projects for partnerships possibly? Um, hmm. 0x Mons, I was the biggest holder for a while and I kind of didn't play that properly, but I'm a big fan of the guy. I think he's a great developer, definitely hmm. a visionary. So, actually, elaborating on that, what? kinds of games are you looking to partner with like are you looking to partner with like more like game five games so like more like wolf game dfk or more games like axie or like mobile uh games or like star atlas for example like triple a um like parallel i think it'll be across everything it'll also be uh, more of a DAO thing so people who get the chance to vote on which games receive funding from us and yeah okay so are you also going to have like a guild around uh your project as well because like i we see like a lot of these games like they need um users to like bootstrap their ecosystem so, um, yeah, do you have any plans for a guild, or are you guys going to um, try to bootstrap this ecosystem more with, like, community members from, like, the DAO? Yeah, I think console holders will be, will be the controllers of everything. There's no plans for a guild. No, not at the moment. Okay. Sweep the floor. Sweep it. <laughs> Sleep in and tell Luke. Luke will be your exit liquidity. It's perfect. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm still on uh, Avalanche, dude. I'm trying to buy him up right now. <laughs> <laughs> just like sweeping. Oh, Luke, Luke. The uh, floor is rising. It's just going to be your exit liquidity. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just tell me it's going up and I'll start buying. Yeah. And tell me it's going down and I'll sell. Yep. <laughs> hey, guys. Should we ask David about the market right now? Because... He did it. He got it pretty on smart. Uh huh. He literally, time, yeah. he literally called the top. 
Yeah, I remember in our, in our Telegram group. Was he said nuts. 69K and then 420, 40. y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fill it, David. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, David. Hi. What's up, David? What do you, so what do you guys want to know? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, <laughs> what's the, the next step? What, what are you seeing right now? Are Should I just... long shib right now? Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. Uh, usually, give people advice, or I don't. We don't because we don't even manage other people's money because of that reason. But um, like, just quick comments in regards to some of the stuff that you guys talked about. Of course, like the NFT stuff, I haven't been on the ball with, so I really don't have any insights on the NFT stuff. Um, but I think the last one was Open yeah, so I, I believe they're doing it. Um, they're going for IPO route, so they're probably not going to have tokens. Um, it's probably because their revenue model. If you take a look at how much money they made from a valuation perspective, is they could actually price the IPO pretty high, right? Um, it's probably a lot more safer business for them, like long term. And then I think OpenSea is doing like a lot of like deals with big institutions. Like not just in the U.S., but like entertainment companies in like Asia, etc. So that's probably another reasons why they're not launching a token in order to kind of get that market share. That's Open C. Um, in terms of the market, I think like a lot of people are talking about the three ACs, what 10k ETH bid. But you also don't know like if they're hedged, right? Because three AC. Just to kind of give you guys a background, so. In Singapore, it's pretty much 3AC and QCP. They pretty much like manage or pretty much run all of the Southeast Asia money right now when it comes down to crypto. So, and these guys are ex-finance guys. So what that means is that they see they see institutional flow before everybody else. So if like let's say a lot of people are buying, they'll probably kind of buy alongside their bids. Uh, but at the same time, you really don't know. I mean, they pretty much run Deribit, right? So everybody uses Deribit for options. So they might have had 10,000 ETH spot bid, but you don't know if that, that spot bid is hedged via options, right? Yep. Uh, at the same time, is it's as a trader, as a fund, you really never share your position unless you have a reason to share the position. So... If they basically bought it and they're kind of narrating that message, there probably is a reasons why they want to do that. So you want to take that into consideration, right? So it's just like, you know, when he was saying ETH was crap or, you know, AVEX is awesome, right? I mean, there's a reasons for everything. So it doesn't really make sense for him to uh, call the 10K bid unless there's a reason behind it. So um, I'd probably consider in regards to all that kind of stuff in terms of what's being hedged and what's not. Because there's a lot of ARB opportunity um, in the market, especially during volatility, like the crash event, um, as well as options pricing. Because most of the people in the market, they have no idea how to do options. Like it's still kind of maturing, but the guys who really know options, like the math inside out, they actually make a lot of money trading options because most of the people in the industry like don't even know how to price options. 
So again, at 10K, I guess in terms of market, like I, I really don't know. Um, like, <clears throat> like a lot of this buying right now, uh, it was just because it was overextended selling um, on the short term, as well as kind of late shorts coming in. But um, on that bounce from, because that wick to 43 was just kind of a wick. I think like the base was around like 45 where most of the buying happened. But if you take a look at the buying from 45 to 51, is it right now? Um, there wasn't that much buying. Right? So I think because of that, like, I don't know, we might retest um, the lows before we go higher. But we might just kind of consolidate between like 45 and 50 um, until like the next move higher. Um, so that's just like my thoughts. And uh, like, again, another reason for this market pop was because it was a day before yesterday, basically China printed money. And then that basically caused like the Chinese stock market to go up 2%. And then that's when the futures went up on Monday. And on Tuesday was because China pumped the market because like the property market is like kind of on the brink because of Evergrande. So, yeah, so I, I really don't know. I think right now you just kind of just watch the markets, but I wouldn't buy up here. I think if you bought like on the crash, that's great. But um, I don't think we're kind of out of the woods yet. I think we can just kind of consolidate around 45, 50 for the rest of the month. What's your view on the lengthening cycle? You know, everybody's kind of talking about it now. It's... Oh, you mean like in terms of like the, uh, like just the bull cycle in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then a lot of people think this cycle is like very similar to like 2017. And then we're just kind of going to crash next year. <sighs> I think even though we even though we correct, we probably won't correct as much as last time because there's so much smart money and institutional money in the system that it probably won't be like last time because last time was pretty much retail driven. Um, and then there was a bunch of these crypto funds, like these small crypto funds that are anywhere from like one mil to kind of like 20 mil. But now we have funds that are like in the billions, right? Paradigm, I think like 2.5 things like that. So all that money needs to kind of be deployed because like their job is to deploy the capital regardless of whether it's a bull market or bear market. So that's why I think like, even if like things get a little bit like tricky, like from like a, even equity standpoint, I don't think like we're going down to like, like 10 K etc i think since so much institutional smart money is in bitcoin now is that bitcoin has basically become a commodity itself right so which means that it's not one of those cycles where it's kind of like a boom and bust and boom and bust i think it'll be bitcoin would become just something that's more cyclical just like gold in my opinion because there's just it's just it's just it's now become another commodity at the end of the day and then more institutions will likely kind of trade it going forward. So, so next year, if market doesn't crash, then I think Bitcoin hits all-time highs. 
um, earlier in the year. But right now, I think there's a lot of talk about Fed tapering. So then I think next week, uh, FOMC meets, and then they're supposed to say, like, they're going to speed up their tapering um, in terms of reducing their um, buybacks um, on the quantitative easing. And then in the midsummer, they're planning to hike rates. So what I think is you'll probably see like a correction uh, front running this news. And then like later on, like after the market, like tanks too much, they'll probably just just say just kidding and not like end up hiking rates. Scary. <laughs> I thought I lost connection or something. No, that, I, I mean, that's, I mean, there's not really, a, yeah, I don't think, that's, those are just my thoughts too. So then, don't take it as financial advice. But again, like right now, you know, I wouldn't think that like Bitcoin just continues to go up from here. Um, I think it needs to kind of consolidate because that was a pretty big rug pull. So I think it needs to kind of consolidate and you need like pretty big institutional buyers to kind of buy back in um, to get new highs. Yeah, Dev was selling for sure. Yeah, we're still meeting the stock to flow goals this year though, right? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Plan B though? <laughs> yeah, we're, still... <laughs> we're going to 120K, right? Next few weeks. I mean, it would be nice because I guess what I wanted was actually at, at the 60K, I think I kind of mentioned it. Like, I didn't want the market to keep going up because if the market kept on going from like 60 to 70, 80, then I definitely think that we nuke and we just don't come back. Um, so this is actually what I wanted was basically a pullback correction, allowing more institutional money to kind of come in at a cheaper price to kind of, um, elongate the rally. So I think I'm more bullish than I am was a few weeks ago, actually. So really nice. That's good to hear. Good. If we didn't, if we didn't, if we didn't have this drawdown and like, let's say Bitcoin kept on going from 50, 60, 70 to 80, I don't think we even hit a hundred K and then it's just game over, uh, for like a year. Um, but now that we've had this kind of washout again, like, you probably had some institutional money kind of come in and buy the dip. Um, but I think more money does need to come. So if more money does come, it just basically kind of kicks the can um, because a lot of this institutional money needs to make money at the end of the day. So they'll do their shilling across all their clients, like their private wealth management team. They'll just tell all their clients to be like, buy Bitcoin after they buy it. So it'll kind of create you know, a, a, another rally and things like that. So, but do you see us going back to forty-eight k before we go back up? Or, yeah, 40. I mean, that's what I think. I think that's why I think we consolidate around forty-five fifty. Yeah. Um, allowing you need you need to allow time for some of these institutions to buy Bitcoin, um, to make that next leg up. Um, because the only reasons why we're up here is because institutions have been buying right since 15k um so without institutions continue to buy then uh bitcoin can't go up so as long as we give them opportunity to kind of buy back um 
at lower prices, then I think it's a good sign. And it's even possible that even I think people think that Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a risk on asset still. But I guess at some point there might be a possibility where it just basically unpegs from the S&P. And even if S&P goes down, Bitcoin goes up. And who knows, that might be an event that happens next year if really like the dollar status gets questioned you might have this one event where bitcoin just goes up like crazy nonstop for a few months um and then it just kind of completely goes down so um yeah so i guess we'll see what happens but i would yeah, and, and, and like the macro side as well right because like right now like What's left in terms of ammunition, <laughs> like on Fed's tapering, you know, um, like the the whole China thing, um, Evergrande, you know, like there's there's like just not much money that can be pumped in again. Yeah, but if, yeah, at the same time is like if equity and everything is kind of going down, when it comes down to fund managers, is that where do you catch your yield, right? Even bonds, like it's going to go down. So what do you do as a money manager in terms of like yield if you're starting to sell some of your equities? Um, everything's high, property is high, et cetera. I guess the only thing to go to would be cash. So typically that's why um, in a, you know, in a correction and down cycle, money goes to the dollar and dollar goes up. Um, so then, I mean, I, what happens when that dollar status starts to get questioned uh, from all the printing? I think what that does is it creates like a unique event where people may go to the gold and go to the Bitcoin um, right. when they exit out of the dollar. And then it just creates like this mega mega rally um so i think that could happen next year um because of the timing of everything when it comes down to like this tapering and things like that um because yeah. if you take a look at a lot of commodity cycles is that usually like the last run on a commodity is like super high or super low so like i'm not sure if you guys remember during the financial crisis like the gold and agriculture stocks were going up like crazy. Like I think, you know, what oil back then went from 20 to 150. And then some of these um, agriculture stocks like POT, IPI, like they were just going up like nonstop, like Monash and things like that. So um, as well as a down cycle, you know, oil went to negative, right? So usually commodities before they turn, like they have like this mega run or a mega crash. And I think maybe possibly, you know, because next year, like kind of stars align in regards to the institutional money is in, um, they'll try to make money and then maybe they'll spread FUD about the dollar. And then you just have like this mega, mega Bitcoin rally. And then it just kind of pops. Mm. so yeah so then really in terms of bitcoin news there's not much left etf is done um it's just more about maybe the the dollar narrative um that might be the next thing that might happen right right and that's only because 
when institutions like a lot of these like elites or established guys are so invested like they'll do whatever it takes to make money like it's just a narrative at the end of the day um so if all of them they have skin in the game they will they will short term like kill the dollar story and then just to exit and then you know at some point there's probably a a line that's drawn in terms of not screwing with the dollar uh from a mm-hmm. sovereignty perspective and then they'll be like okay let's we're out so again as long as there's more institutional money in i think that these guys will sell that narrative so that they can make a lot of money mm-hmm. so yeah but i guess who knows at the end of the day but i think because of all this printing and inflation etc is as long as institutions don't sell their bitcoin and continue to add to their AUM i think they'll probably sell that narrative next year um even when equities are going down because they need to make money they they're not making money off equities if it starts to correct off tapering so where are they going to get make the money from right 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 Mm, interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Like it's, <laughs> it's macro is, is very macro is sometimes easier. Actually, it's about conviction in the macro. That's tough. I feel like macro is like a lot easier to read. It's just like having conviction in macro. That's mm. like that's tougher because yeah. it's like a lot more information, but it's like it's actually easier to read than something like I think it pans out a lot more often than some of these micros because like micros are way too much variables, right? Micros pretty simple, but it's just like having the conviction and the insight to know like you know when to pull the trigger. And it's like it speaks from experience, like and and macro, like you you can only experience so often, right? It's not like every day you get rugged and then mm-hmm. you know I'm not gonna get rugged next time. So it takes like quite a long time to for you to see everything, and then next time you'll know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so again, yeah, like good. you know, yesterday the Dow went up 500 points, right? Um, and Bitcoin fell. Huh. So that's not usually a good sign, because uh, again, like you have to you have to assume that the biggest whales in Bitcoin know the biggest whales on Wall Street, right? Because rich people know rich people, right? So I think a lot of these big funds in crypto, they actually probably have uh, intel in regards to macro, in terms of what they're going to do, buying or selling, and they basically front run the equities market by buying and selling Bitcoin. So that's why sometimes you see Bitcoin bounce before equities. Oh, okay. And it sells before equities because to this day, you know, people see that BTC is basically pegged to the S&P, which means that if you know ahead of time, if a bunch of funds are going to be buying or like, you know, repositioning their portfolio, et cetera, then you know Monday the market's going to go up. Right, which means that Bitcoin should go up, which means that you, why why wouldn't you front run that? So I think the biggest guys again, if you take a look at 
like I'm not, I won't name the the funds in crypto, right? But these guys, you have to assume that a lot of their money also comes from institutions, right? How else do they run a two billion, three billion dollar book? It's definitely not from retail. So who's telling them this information, right? And these guys are all Exchange Street, Optiverin, all these other guys. So they're all kind of connected at the end of the day. So when you see this price action on, you know, you know. DAOs of 500 points and then Bitcoin falls? Like, I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah, so we'll see what happens in the DAO market today. Like, if the, if, if the US market opens and it goes red, then you now know, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah I get what you mean. Yeah, so like the weekend yeah. effects and like kind of non-training hours. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's why a lot of Bitcoin people make a lot of money because they know what the institutional flow looks like, both on the crypto and equity space. Once you know that flow, like you can front run all the time. Mm. Gotcha. So, where did you uh, get enough money so that you can front run the market? Uh, oh. DeFi Brian said he wants to come up. Do you want to just extend it for like? A uh, we actually, I, I think Zerox <laughs> might need to go. So oh, Zerox, yeah, can, feel free to jump off, dude. Yeah, if we want to extend, we can like maybe uh, you know just uh, send him off first. Um, yeah, hey, yeah, dude, thank you so, <laughs> so much for coming on. Yeah. It was great meeting you, man. Thank you guys for we like me. yeah we meant a lot of consoles definitely tons of support looking forward to. Reveal. Yeah, I uh, I didn't mint any, but I'm I'm being exit liquidity for anybody who's kind enough to sell any at this price. So, <laughs> All right. take care, guys. Yeah, take care. yeah. <laughs> thanks very much. Have a good day. Thanks. Let's get fucking DeFi Brian up here. We got, we got Brian. DeFi Brian. Yeah, that was just went up three percent. I don't even know. Dude, <laughs> dude we are so coupled right now. Sorry, that's like one of three percent, not Dow Jones. The only Dow I know is crypto. Fuck that stock bullshit. Yeah, what's a stock? My car <laughs> stock. Stock boys make like two percent. Dude, did you just compare Dow Jones to Dow? Yes, sir. <laughs> I'd rather have a thousand Dow Jones. I need a... <laughs> oh shit! Oh, like Dow Jones. Can you imagine, like Jones Dow? Someone make a project right now called Dow. Yeah, Jones. someone should create that. Dow yeah. Jones, dude. Someone should definitely write that do down. That. Write that down, audience, and then give me ten percent. Definitely do that. Oh my god, that's hey, funny. A fucking innovator here. Hey, uh, Kadeem, could we get um, DeFi Brian up? What'd you call him? <laughs> call him Kadeem. You said Kadeem. Kadeem. Okay, sweet. I think DeFi Brian's up now. Or no, no, no. My bad. That's a listener. Okay. The Kadeem rug? Yeah, dude. Kadeem like, just records this stuff, and he's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> he's in another just... room. I have some real shit to get done. Kadeem? 
<laughs> you know, Brian, just go ahead and message me, and I'll 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 talk for you. Yeah. How else are we gonna? Do you have permission? How do you give? Yes, to be here. Uh, oh, one sec. I can log in from the six account. One sec. Let me see if I can do that. Oh no! So last time I did it. No, yeah, last time I did it, yeah, like, I think I dropped everyone off. Um, uh, we can, we can do another session, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if the game's here. So, like, I think we can just, um, do another session. Tomorrow, maybe. If you guys want. Do we have anyone on for Thursday? Uh, we have, we do have a new for someone for Thursday. Um, yeah, we should get uh, Brian scheduled again. It is, uh, yeah, we can we can just have Brian like kind of jump on his family. So, um, <clears throat> what is that thing? Um, guest list. We have. Um, oh, we have Jay coming up. <laughs> Who? No, no, sorry. We have Gabagool. Oh, yeah. Gabagool. That's right. Gabagool, Gabagool. Yeah, we have Gabagool coming on. That'll be a good one. Yeah, that should be a fun one. And then next week is Jay, um, the guy who created Uniquely. And, uh, he's pretty well known in the NFT space. Who haven't we had oh, at yeah. this point? We've kind of had every. We should, have, we should ask Sisyphus. Now that you know. yes, yes, um, and I'll then yeah, you know, yeah. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban reached out, and I was like, I'm not sure if you know crypto enough. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, Chamath as well. He reached out, and he was like, dude, I want to show my Solana projects, and I was like, mm, not Actually, that Obama, kind of. Uh, dude, Obama I love Solana. Out, and I was like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> 